0: Moving forward. Aloha, Cacombe. What do you know? We're back from home. All right. We got some uh, interesting stuff to talk about today for our world news update. So let's get to it. Bobby, you the divine guardian India has died after 70 years. The crocodile named Babiya was the lone guardian of a temple in southern India. Now, this crocodile was considered a divine being, living entirely on a diet of boiled rice offered by temple priests twice a day. Bro, that's the life. If I had two guys making me a pot of rice all day, man. Um, but that's kind of like, I mean, that's, that's kind of like the classic, like ancient guardian thing. Like, it's kind of cool to know that some of this stuff still exists and it's not just like in ancient textbooks, but, uh, the temple, I mean, it was a a Vishnu temple is about 3000 years old and has had many crocodile guardians apparently. And so like Babaya appeared. At the temple, like in the 1940s, and it, it showed up apparently after a British shoulder a, a British soldier shot and killed the temple's previous crocodile guardian. So, I mean, but it, it's crazy. like like people people took pilgrimage to this thing for its entire life. like it, it never attacked anybody. It didn't eat any animals. like they put babies next to it just to get blessed and stuff, and it would just sit there and take pets and eat rice all day, like a vegetarian a crocodile. but so um it as far as they know, it it died of old age which like I mean that's a great way to go is in your sleep. So, um many many attended the funeral. I mean it's just, it's it's crazy to think that there's still little pieces of the old world left. You know, and it makes you wonder like how much of it is, you know, actual divine intervention and how much of it is just like people understanding the animal kingdom and, you know, being a part of the world that's still Connected enough to nature to understand and interpret it and interact with it in a way that is it's it's it beyond beneficial I don't know like there's there's something to be learned from from a crocodile that just sits in a temple for seventy years and just loves on people because a a creature like that guy's You know, I mean, that's the thing is like we we see we see certain animals to be hardwired in certain ways. And then we see things like this only to find out that, like, I mean, anything's possible. So I I don't know. Like, I I, what I'm more wondering about is when is their next guardian going to show up? Does it show up or like have we like killed the planet enough to where guardians don't show up anymore? I don't know. Like, I'm going to keep my eyes peeled for that one and we'll have an update, <laughs> but, nah, but I just, I just felt that that was, like, you know, cute, cute place to start inside the sandwich of today, um, uh, you know, and then we'll, we'll just gauge it up, and then we'll get a little angry, and then we'll gauge it back, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, so, next scale on that sandwich, uh, Weird thing to think about, you know, and I, and I opened up a weird, but weirder than ancient crocodile guardians, scientists and researchers may think that they have found water deep inside the earth where they thought there was not water. Like, nearly like 10 times the ocean's worth of water. But that that part is speculation. But, so the thing is, geoscientists in Germany were investigating a diamond that was formed beneath the Earth's surface in Africa. Now, when they analyzed it, they found it contained a large amount of water. That not, The amount of water in that diamond is evidence that supports a theory that a huge ocean is between the upper... In lower layers of the earth inside the planet's crust. Now, scientists feel they've demonstrated the transition zone is not a dry sponge. Like it's not just like a bunch of porous rock that's like, you know, transitioning it. Like, like, it's not like a part of the aquifer system, I'm guessing. Like it's, it's, it's like a it's a storage bank. And it's probably, for all we know, a like a a, a cleaning zone it probably also dispersal zone. i mean i i'd hate to think that mankind would take this as an excuse to dig deeper and we'd just end up with man-made volcanoes (laughs) as an accident so i think that like we 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 need to kind of be aware of this as we go looking for this that like i mean that's i mean that's a huge thing i mean I, I'm kind of glad we figured out there was more in there. I'm not really surprised to a degree that we would eventually find water. I didn't expect, like, ten times water to be a thing. um, But, I mean, this is, this is really going to revise the conversation on where our water came from, you know? Because, like, the predominant theory is that our planet was too hot. To develop water so like it's always been a commonly accepted belief that we like we got it from comets and asteroids like just like ice chunks came from other places in the solar system you know so like combine those with the new theories suggesting that the biblical great flood may have occurred to some degree or maybe multiple floodings now this is This is not to say that stories of myth are 100%, but it leads us to believe that these tall tales were potentially shaped around real events. So the idea is this, somewhere between 15 and 6,000 years ago, massive flooding. Like, melted glaciers, sea levels, cats and dogs living together, masses there. You get it. All right? So, geographers have taken these accounts and all these legends, and they're kind of, like, piecing them together in, like, a historical Sherlock Holmesian type of way. So, but, like, they've gathered 32, like, sets of geomyths from indigenous communities around the coast of Australia. And it 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 kind of depicts, like, a lot of sea level rise throughout the ages. So here's the thing. During the last Ice Age, the melting of ice sheets, like, started causing extreme sea level rise. Now, like, the oceans, like rose so much that like people over time like noticed like it it was it was more than just be like oh they painted the Denny's it'd be like bro like that beach is gone but like I mean we notice that kind of stuff this way like we notice especially in these parts we know about shoreline erosion or like you know so it's like it's, it's crazy to think that like it, this is I mean it is a repeated problem but like at, at what a pace you know and how how can sometimes this be related with like what's going on underneath the planet versus what's going on in our atmosphere, you know? So, um, you what's like crazy about like these scientists looking at these geomists though, is that like, they're, they're starting to find an ounce of truth, which like leads me to think that eventually maybe we could start divining like what micro fact is inside of all of the, mythological fiction that's lying around because like if these guys were managed to like cut all the BS out of a bunch of like Noah's Ark level fables and then like match it up with like geologic history like that's I mean you know I mean we we had such an age of hyperbole in writing for the longest time and I and I think that's why these researchers thought, like, a lot of these myths were more warnings, you know, because, like, we didn't have TV back then. We didn't have social media back then. So how do you, like, keep the hype on something, make it sound bigger than it is? So, like, the idea is that, like, yeah, we had some floods, and then someone went, you know what? It was so bad, we all had to get on a boat, (laughs) you know? So you know, by telling that message to the future, like, it's a crazy thing that, like, somewhere within the structure of, like, biblical tales is, like, hidden warnings of something that's just been conflated enough that, you know, we just see it for the fable that it is, but it's, I, I it's crazy, it's crazy, and I think that, like, we're going to, it's not gonna be an anytime soon thing, you know. I mean, like guys like this that study things like this. I mean, it's nothing but <laughs> rocks and time. So we'll put a pin in it. But if I can find somebody crazy, just crazy enough to tell us how this stuff works, that be. I think that would be sizably better than getting a flat Earth day of anytime soon. <laughs> All right. So I warned you. I warned you. I warned you. I warned you. We were gonna start talking about. It. More serious stuff going on in the world, all right? So fun in the sandwich aside, uh, turns out pro-Russian hackers, uh, well, this hacker group, KillNet, is taking credit for temporarily taking down U.S. airport websites. Now, the cyber attacks, like, they were stated as impacting the websites for LAX and Chicago and Jackson International but like the the crazy part is is like one like they started this all out on Telegram right so then they urged other people so this is like this this is like the crazy thing between like you know m- Anonymous in other groups like Killnet is it's weird because like they really just like called on everybody who had a shotgun in their closet that could pull off a DDoS and they just went to town, you know. So it's showing where like the the caliber uh, of hacker is coming from. They're kind of just taking anyone, which is a dangerous thing to do because there's going to be people that are going to take advantage of that. So then it's like. Yes, they went in and they put in these DDoS attacks and they, you know, they weakened the infrastructure of the mainframe. But then, like, who's in there doing other stuff? Like, I mean, some of these some of these sites like their their parent companies feel like they didn't even falter. You know, it was just like, oh, DDoS deck call Cloudflare. We'll fix that. You know, but they they listed more airports than got hit. Like, the feds don't know how many airports were actually hit, or they got full-scale attacks. So, I mean, some of these could have just got a simple DUS attack, been down, been up. Some of these probably, like, I, it's Russia-related. So, like, not to sound too fucking tinfoil, had to hear kids, but, um, I mean, there's a possibility that they could have put malware inside of those things and won't find it you know, for ages, or they could have put just a piece of code, and they'll come back, and they'll one part of, uh, at a time their way in, and then just sequentially knock something out. So, I mean, it's it's not too crazy of an idea in a sense. I mean, if someone is done with me can figure that out, like, obviously these kids are crazy enough to think about it. Um, you know, the they were already trying to take down other stuff and they're trying to take credit for some other things going on so some of it may be them some of it may just be the fallout of their crazy mayhem but i mean they're they're willing to take out sea terminals uh logistics facilities weather monitoring centers. which like i mean I think, like, to a degree, we'll be safe without a weather monitoring system unless, like, the freak storm of a century comes out. But, I mean, like, think about that on a crazy level. Like, we live in a day and age where, like, why even worry about nuclear warfare when, like, if someone gave us, like, broken weather patterns for a week and the Navy couldn't see anything but that or, like, planes couldn't navigate properly because like all their instruments are going you know i mean it's it's nuts like just wrapping your brain around that like it gives gives you a headache brother so like it's i feel to a degree it's something we need to be aware of especially since like this is this is what we get for kicking down the door in ukraine and helping out there which i mean it's still going on it looks like There might be, you know, a little pushback against Russia, like, but, I mean, it's, you can't really tell. I mean, I feel like this is, like, I feel like I'm a little kid watching Desert Storm all over again to some degree. You know, all this ramp up and then, like, well, they won't, they, nah, they ain't gonna win yet. And then, like, things change because, like, at the end of the day, like, Putin's got more weight to throw around than... Than Zelensky, you know, so there, there's, there's an eventual point like we've seen it in all social structures. There's that asshole in your group, you know, and then you kick them out. But then sooner or later, like ten years later, they edge them way back in, or, or they they find that little thread that they can pull on that makes you just come back towards them, and that's that's the problem with Putin. Okay, is that we try. <laughs> tries so hard to keep him away but he has ways of working himself into the system i mean take case in point he pulled a very very minute thread of of nazis in ukraine which to the general public eye didn't seem well founded enough but on paper totally was for how many freaking skinheads we've been exporting to the Ukraine since freaking nine 11. Uh, You know, so it's weird. We're at a weird point in in history, you know, like this is probably the most like facts torn scenario of engaging in a conflict, but it's like, nobody's in the right here, you know, it it just like, okay, Putin, sure. There are Nazis there. That's a problem. Are there enough Nazis for it to go as a problem? Mm, not until you came well, which wow, that's I gotta say like now, just having that thought out loud um kind of scares me the idea of like maybe he went Nazi honey just so that way it would draw the Nazis out and then maybe it would like give him like this is i i is this like a Canadian bacon level storyline if you take away all all like the the blood and gore i I mean. <laughs> he's, he's done it. He really has in in managing to get us to play this game yet again. I mean, but then again, this was, you know, we, we've had more than just, just the Ukraine in the past 20 years with him in the past, you know, 40 years with Russia. I mean, to, to say (laughs) that that the conflict with them has ever ended i mean it's it's more pointing to say that it just it just gets a little cold for a while and then we warm it back up you know it's just it's that bad hot pocket we never finish <laughs> that's uh uh Moving forward We live in a fast-paced world where many people are too busy to sit down and read books or news articles. But thanks to Newsly, you can now listen to the news you wish you had the time to read. By utilizing AI technology, a natural human voice reads you the news, helping you grasp the information faster and more efficiently. Newsly provides the latest news updates 24-7, letting you browse articles from topics you choose. It even has podcasts, including ours. And listeners of Rabbit Holes can get their first 30 days of premium for free, allowing you to enjoy an ad-free experience by using the special promo code in our episode description. So download Newsly today for free on iOS and Android or visit www.newsly.me so you can stay updated on the things that matter to you. Moving forward. Speaking of bad things never finished, Tulsi Gabbard. Well, I mean, I guess her bad things are finished now because now she won't look too crazy as a member of the Democratic Party, and she'll fit right the fuck in with the GOP <laughs> because we've got nuts these days. I mean, that's the craziest part. Is like, I. I don't want her, but, I mean, I guess a fair amount of my party wants her, so, like, I I don't know. I, I've always drawn the line on her. I was confused when she was a Democrat because, like, I, it seemed that she kind of went all the way to the right via going so far to the left she, she like, just cruised on the other side of that Mobius strip magically. Like, it's... So, she posted a video to Twitter, Tulsi, and she was just like, I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that is under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti white (laughs) race. I can't finish that. Like, she's... Look, I gotta say, like, Dude, I I'm I'm Republican, but I don't I don't eat the Uncle Tom candy like you, Auntie. Uh, sorry, that's just it's that's what it is because like this is like the same stupid shit that comes out of Kanye's mouth these days. Like she's so bent on being wanted that she threw away all of her credibility twenty years ago when she you know started buddying up. With Modi, I mean that's it's like when John Kane says to you, kind of legitimizes the guy who butchered 400,000 of his people. It's kind of a sign, you know, when someone so like old school war room, willing to carpet bomb a city to prove a point, like type of leader turns around and it like says you legitimize the butcher like you should really think out like what have i done with my life so i mean she's she's always had this itch for authoritarians like it's it really is the weirdest part of her her foreign policy i mean it's but that's what's made her uniquely different in the democratic party because it's like She's against the war machine, but she's totally for just, like, dictator-level dicks, which is just, like, I I feel that that's, like, secretly part of, like, just, like, the Hindi side of her because, like, I don't think anywhere in the coconut parts she'd be that dumb enough, but, like, per the colonial control and just division that, like... That has always been over India. There's a part in their culture where, you know, when Whitey says bark, they say yip, yip. And she's yipping all the way now. So, like, she's... (laughs) anti. it's not anti-white racism. All right, let's call a duck a duck here. When people are assholes... You call them out. When people do things that are wrong, you call it out. When a country legitimizes rape and slavery for a couple hundred years under, you know, religion and the you know, high society ideals. Like, I mean, dude, bro, like, there's a lot. There's a lot wrong with this country and where we've gotten. There's a lot that has been twisted in the last few years because of skewing of the facts and the post-reality era that we've entered into. And I feel that like she is she's merely a she's a byproduct of this. Like that's the sad part. She's not an original part of this. I don't see Tulsi's uh decision to become a Whatever she is, I mean, I'm sure she's going to be full-blown freaking GOP, but, like, I mean, especially after, like, you know, filling in for uh, Tucker Carlson, it's just, like, wow, like, she's, like, aiming for, like, the next Sarah Palin or... Robert, God, Marjorie Taylor. Like, why do we need more of these nutbags? Like, who thinks it's okay, you know? Uh, and, and the silly part is, is, like, I don't see anything outside of, like, the echo chamber around her that's telling her it's all anti-white racism. Like, that's 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 the new thing that all the snowflakes want to get into, is just like, oh, well, you know, you're actually just being racist towards me by not allowing me to be racist towards you. Like, Folks, let's boil that down, okay? This this whole anti woke shit, like that's people saying I don't want to be kind. That's people saying I don't want to be critical of my actions. Like you want to call it whatever you want to call it. You want to call it woke. You want to call it being a nice person. You want to be called thoughtful of the rest of the human race. Unless you're able to open your mind and think about nine billion simultaneously besides your sorry ass, you shouldn't be no cowardly wokeness. No, what's what's cowardly is actually feeding the flames of racism by helping the people go, Oh, I swear I'm not racist, as they line up people specifically based upon ethnicity. All right. Take them out one by one. A culture that has proven over multiple centuries now that it clearly had an agenda against people of color. I mean, it's probably the dumbest racist agenda since, like, the ancient Greeks. So I just... I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Like, I don't... And, and that's the sad part is, like, at the level of what people don't realize, like, how many things america made legal by saying it was legal inside of its country or doing the things that it did so it inspired smaller countries to do even more terrible things so i think she's just she's now a commodity to the gop she's going to puppet for it like i mean but this is coming from a guy who votes republican you know in most cases and it is always sign the name as such but i just i don't i don't like the party flip that's been happening it's not the direction that i wish it would have gone we we could have you know put together some kind of intelligentsia we could have could have made an effort to to actually like have our shit together and focus on the issues and not looking Spitball on stupid shit like ethnic cleansing, you know? I mean, we're we're catching these dodos every day. I mean, the January 6th hearings are not over. And all of these guys that are coming out of it, like, say what you want and try to cover it up, but, like, these nutbags are real. This isn't some crisis actor crap that you can just fucking stuff cotton in yours and pretend it didn't happen. So what will this do for democrats i don't think it'll do anything because they were letting go of tulsi a long time ago um in some cases not for the right reasons because i i still feel that there's parts of her that used to make sense don't quote me uh (laughs) but you know that's I can only imagine what it would be like to talk to her one day after she's gone full-blown crazy. I bet I'm going to wait, like, like a year before I write her a letter. I, I, I want to be closer to, like, a, a presidential bid because God only knows she's going to, like, use this party flip as her maneuver to try to get in as a VP hopeful. Don't quote me on that either. <laughs> okay. Okay. Enough. Enough is enough is enough is enough is enough. I, I won't... I won't. I won't rain on uh, anybody else's version of the Republican parade. I won't rain on your reality anymore. We'll. We'll. <laughs> we'll make our digs on Tulsi more another day because uh, I'm. I'm sure it'll happen. Anyways, no, before I digress, <laughs> let's 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 go somewhere else for a moment. Let's let's clear our minds. Open your mind if you will, <laughs> and imagine imagine a world where a woman believes she's in love with an astronaut. Now, that, that first part, statistically hard to believe, but not impossible. But this next part, okay, so get this. When Auntie in Japan was convinced that she was talking to a Russian astronaut on the International Space Station. Let that sink in for a moment. Grandma thought she was talking to one astronaut. So he, so the astronaut, which I got to say, like, whatever Nigerian prince is on the other end of that, like, well-played. Like, I mean, it just, I mean, he convinced her he loved her. He proposed to her. He like he was like, baby, we gonna get married when I get back to Earth. But I need I need money for a return ticket. <laughs> he needed money for a return ticket. Like who is like Okay, so, I mean, I know I know y'all don't know how space works, but, like, yeah, there's, like, a whole... I mean, when you send someone up, you have to, like, plan the whole sending them back, even if it's, like, a year away to send them back, uh, or even if it's two minutes to send them back. But, uh, so, I, usually what comes up must come down when it comes to bodies in space, so that's, like, a, you know, ain't gonna happen. But, like, he was like, I need 30 Gs. <laughs> For my landing (laughs) fee. And and it's like, one, that's probably a lot of money for grandma because that's a lot of yen. That's like 4 million plus yen, right? I don't math yen to dollars very well right now. Anyways, but boy probably could have got a lot more. Like, when you think about how much, like, a trip to the moon costs. So, <laughs> it's like, I feel you were low-balling, bro. But then again, shouldn't be taking advantage of the aunties like that. But, like, I I thought it was interesting that, like, after, after they got, like, 30K, they kept asking for more. Even though they, like, she finally started, like, ooh, I should probably talk to the police. <laughs> but it just... Baffles the mind to think that, like, we live in a day and age where people think that they're actually talking to an astronaut in space. And then that's the funnier part is, like, astronauts can't, like, regular text from space. I mean, they're on, like, a special comm system. Like, they don't take, like, the cell phones. They don't, like, I mean, I'm sure that, like, they're probably allowed to have, like, iPhones and iPads up there, but, like, there's probably only, like, so much Candy Crush they can have on it. So I just don't like <laughs> to think that like I wonder what with the profile photos look like. Like what made Andy think it was real? Did he just like Google image search or like Wikimedia images and be like, bam, earth? And then he's like t- tagged it work. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, one last thought to leave you with here uh, before I head out. Uh, one final laugh because we, you know, like it, it was. It was enough to rack my brain with Tulsi today. We'll rack our brains more another time. But my my last morsel of humanity to make you hopefully like see the brighter side of things. But maybe we'll still kind of go dark in the end. I don't know. But, like, so, the uh Florida Pasco County Sheriff Office tweeted recently to clarify, do not shoot weapons at Hurricane Irma. you won't make a turn around, and it will have very dangerous side effects, <laughs> so the crazy part is is like this was like part of this was profile enough to get, like, reported by Time News. Like, and I, I think that that's, that's just baffling to a degree. Well, one, like, everybody got on this hubbub about it in Florida about, like, shooting at the storm because someone made a joke event page, and then other people were like, wow, man, that's a great joke. Let me just make my own. And so then we've got all these Florida man shoots at, Freaking Hurricane Irma <laughs> joke pages coming up, and it you know, and that's the funny thing is like, I mean, government agencies are so easily confused by social media hoaxes and satire. It's just like it's it's a lot like the the OP band thing that we just had, and and then the Big Island cats. So I mean, what what is this a sign of for society? I mean, like when we like. It was one thing, like, 15 years ago to be able to go, was like, is that an Onion article? Because, like, back then it was quality satire that actually had to make you, like, pull up the hood a bit. But, like, you had to go so deep in you knew it was from a satire site. Now we have an age of sensationalism in all forms of media that, like, you now have younger people or new people cutting into the social media, like, satire fun hoax game, and they don't have the, I mean, not to sound elitist, the education necessary to convey satire on a level that would make people feel, one, that's got to be a joke, really. Like, the intent behind satire. I mean, there's a whole, like, there's a whole spectrum of it. So, I mean, and then and, and there's a certain point to where it goes into the negative far more than the positive of it being a joke. So, I mean, it's whether it's, you know, we're really out there for just a, a good old riff of irony. But the problem is, is we now have people who like, I mean, they're good at it, but I don't think they realize what they're actually good at is just like making something look like it's real. And then that causes more confusion like there there's there's quite a particular nuance to you know writing comedy of that style and like I wouldn't even bother with it myself because it's it's a, it really is a headache because you you have to you have to really watch what you say or else the Masco County sheriff is going to be doing emergency talks on not shooting at a hurricane um you know what folks say save your bullets for um <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure though that like, I mean, it's, it's Florida. So I mean to think that like, if it was a joke enough for someone to want to make a joke event page, where is that like one out of 10 dentists who actually wants to shoot the hurricane? <laughs> yeah, no, really. I'm sure there there's, I'm sure there's somebody who actually went out, got some bullets and went, man, we going to do this, you know? And then they got back on the internet, and they went, canceled, it doesn't really work. And they're, oh, shucks. And then they just, like, battened down the hatches and and stuck it out through the hurricane. Well, thanks for sticking it out with me today. Uh, We'll catch up with you more this weekend when we cover the entertainment and see you Later in the week for more updates on Maui. Mahalo for the follows, for the listens, and I'll catch y'all later. Aloha.